So I realized I needed to say this every time, both for me when I'm speaking and for when I'm hearing as well, because double-edged sword, okay? So the Lord God has given me the tongue that I should know how to speak a word in season to him who is weary. He awakens me morning by morning. He awakens my ear to hear as the Lord. The Lord God has opened my ear, and I was not rebellious, nor did I turn away. Amen. That is grace. When God opens your ears to hear, and you have the ability to obey him, that is true grace. I'm continuing with my message. don't know how long this will go. Um, God's unyielding love. God's relentless love for us, mankind, how much God loves us. You know, God's reaching out to every nation. God's reaching out to people today all over the world. No war can stop love. Not around. You can put a curtain up and wall up. We don't want Christians here. God doesn't listen to that. He goes through. God's reaching the Muslims. You know, in the West, God, we don't hear people saying Jesus appeared to them. It's happening to the Muslims all the time. Jesus is appearing to them. Even the Jews. Jesus is appearing to them in person. There was a, a Muslim lady, young woman, about 19 years old, and she's gone through a lot of difficult times in her life. That short time in her life, she decided, life's not worth it. I'm just going to end it. I don't want to live anymore. It's over. I'm going to take my life. And she planned it carefully. You know how they do? She planned it. On the day she was going to take her life, and she was about to get in the act, a voice spoke to her. Thank God she listened. A voice spoke to her inside of her and said, why don't you talk to the Creator before you get this, what you're about to do, done? And it was, nothing wrong with that. I'll talk to him. And she cried. She cried out. He says, she said, God, if you were there, this is the only chance. You have to reveal yourself because I'm tired of living. I'm going to cut it all off. It's over. You better reveal yourself. And she said, as she was saying that, all of a sudden, the room was filled with a presence. And she knew something was going on. The room filled. And she said, it was love. She felt so much love. Her flesh, everything was entangled with what was going on. And she said, as she was meditating, thinking about what was happening, a man walked in. She didn't know who that man was. And she felt so much love. And she started talking to him. She said, I wanted to, I wanted to just own him. Have all of this God. I want this God because the love was so intense. Even her hair, every part of her being, she felt that love. Is that love of God, relentless love of God, reaching out for Muslim women? In the Middle East, God reaching out to her. And she said she knew something wasn't right. Why can't I have him? I, I need him. I, I want to own him. And something is blocking that. And she said in a flash, all of a sudden, 
the, her whole life and her sins. She started confessing sin. No preachers preached. It was Jesus, oh, Jesus doing it. That unyielding love of God. And, and she confessed her sin and she felt like, well, now I've got him. She said he didn't tell her his name. And so she decided to call him by the name of what she felt. She called him love. Love. This is love. And she made a lot of requests to him on that same day. And, and guess what? God was meeting the request. And she thought to herself, I've got to dip myself into serving God. And all she knew was the Muslim faith. And so she started going attending, doing the prayers, five times prayer, and the more she did that, the more she couldn't feel his presence. She said, something was wrong. I can't feel him anymore. Love is not close anymore. And so she moved to Canada. And she rejected the Bible with her husband, now married, and both of them continued in the search. They thought they were searching, but look at what the Bible says. Luke chapter 19, verse 10. He says, for the Son of Man has come. When is he coming? He is already here. The Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. They kept searching. And finally, husband and wife, they said, we better read the Bible. There's nothing wrong. We're going to read the Bible. And she read the Bible. And she went through the book of Romans. It described her life. Everything that she was feeling. The frustrations she felt. Why she wanted to take her life. And he says, this is a wonderful book. They started reading about it. And then she, they went on. And then they got to, to First John. And then she read, God is love. She says, that's him. That's the man that walked into my room. For God is love. Now they are believers. They are believers. Wonderful. Is another one. She felt, oh, there's God. There was a certain place where she goes to feel Him. And they didn't, she didn't know it was Jesus. But eventually they found out. Jesus was clear. Everyone who wants to serve God, He will learn from the Father. And when they learn from the Father, you come to me. Muslim, Buddhist, don't matter. You will come to him. If you really have a heart to serve him, he, you will finally find him. And when you find him, then you will know the reason for life. The reason for life. Now, in uh, Acts chapter 17, I'm getting off my notes. In Acts chapter 17, uh, beginning, I believe, on verse 26, he said, Paul was talking. He says, you guys are too superstitious. You have this thing. You want to serve all the gods of the world. And you have this inscription to the unknown God. We don't want to miss any God. He says, that's the God I want to tell you about. He says, God has made from one blood every race, every nation of men. God is made from one blood. Every nation of men. And put them on the earth to fill the earth, 
to inhabit the earth. But then Paul says, and he has determined their pre-appointed times and the boundaries of their dwellings. And why did he do that? He did that, he says, that they may seek the Lord. So if God put you in America, the reason he allowed you to be born here, he has circumstances for you that you will encounter in life because his love is coming after you. He will create these circumstances. You were born here and this is the only place where those circumstances will come around and you will begin to seek him. He says, for adventure, in hope, they will grope after him and find him. But until you seek God with all of your heart, you'll never find him. There are people that play games with God. And he knows it. In Jeremiah 29, verse 11, God says, I know my thoughts towards you. They are thoughts of peace, pleasant to give you a future. To give you a future. And God says, you will go then and you'll seek me. And you will find me when you search for me with all your heart. That's where the problem is. You have to search for God with all your heart. Nothing left, not you going after him. That's what that Muslim woman wanted. She wanted God with everything that she had. If there's still something that you, is more important to you, you won't find him. He's got to be him and nothing else. And when you do that, then he will show himself. And as I went through these videos, watching these Muslims, every one of them, they were at their last place in their life, difficult situations in their life. There's nowhere to go. And they wanted God. And guess what? He will appear to them. He's real. But until you want him with all your heart, he'll never show himself to you. You have to want him. He is love. But you know, he'll never give up on you. Even if you turn from him, he's still coming after you. You can't be too bad for him to just let you go. He's still coming after you. No matter what you've done, he's still coming after you. You know, the Jews have rejected Jesus Christ. You know that. They don't believe he's the Messiah. They joke and say, ah, that's the Christian God. We don't believe in that. But he hasn't forgotten them. Even though they rejected him, when God loves, he's still the very end. He loves you till the very end. Even if you're turning away and insulting him, doing crazy stuff. And some Christians do crazy stuff, I'm telling you. They do crazy stuff. Sin is still sin. But God comes after you. God comes after you. And he never relents. My thing, what God showed me is this, some years back. As long as you are in human flesh, the same body that Jesus took, human flesh, you still have him. He's still coming after you. But God forbid you vacate this flesh, he's all over. This is where the danger is. 
as long as you are in this flesh, you still have hope. You can call on him any day, even on your dying bed. bed. But you know, Satan knows he's got you all the way to the very edge. He's not going to want to let go. We're almost there to take you to hell. He's fighting really hard. That's why the Bible says in Ecclesiastes chapter 12 verse 1, Remember the Lord your creator in the days of your youth. Young people, don't listen to all the crazies around. The best time to set yourself for God is when you're young. Because it says, remember the Lord your creator in the days of your youth, before the evil days draw near, when you will say, I have no pleasure. The older you get, the more difficult it is. And you know, God just made a statement as if no big deal. He's just telling you a statement of facts. Facts, that's all. If you can't receive Jesus, it were better you were not born. Because love came from heaven. God himself, who is love, came from heaven to seek us. First Timothy 3, verse 16. He says, without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. Without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. God, love, love was shown in the flesh. Love came to the earth. He came to seek me. David said, I don't understand it. What is man? Why do you care so much for man? Why? His love, we were created because of love. Without controversy. Great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifested in the flesh. He was here with us. God was manifested in the flesh, justified in the spirit. Seen of angels. Preached among the Gentiles. Believed on in the world. And received up into glory. God actually came to us. Love was born in us. And if you will receive him into your heart, love will be born in you. And you know, the Bible tells us, 1 Corinthians 13 verse 8, love never fails. You know why love doesn't fail? Because love is God. How could God fail? God cannot fail. So when you have love inside of you, failure is gone. That's history. You can't fail. You cannot fail in life when you have love dwelling inside of you. But the thing is, do you want him? Do you want love inside of you? He transforms everything. Time. Oh, gosh. (laughs) I read a story in Luke chapter 18. Please bear with me, okay? Give me a little bit of time. Are you guys going to forgive me? Uh, Yes. And if you don't forgive me, remember God said you should love me? (laughs) It's a commandment, okay? You have to love me. You got no choice. You have to love me. So I can do whatever I like and you still have to love me. Now I'm kidding. (laughs) 
But I read in a story in John in, in Luke chapter eight. Sometimes you read scriptures and please go back and check it. Luke chapter eight. Jesus was in a certain place, and all of a sudden he told his disciples, "Let's cross over the Lake of Galilee towards the southeastern part of the Lake of Galilee, the Great Lake." Guess who he was going after? One man, just one man, just one man. That spoke to my heart. That relentless love of God for humans. You think you are in your situation and maybe you have been forgotten. No, he hasn't forgotten you. He knows exactly what you're going through. Even if you don't know him. He cares that much. This guy was a demoniac. He was possessed with a lot of demons. The Bible says legions. That's about five to 6,000 demons possibly in him. That's what they, they tell us in the books. Legion, Roman soldiers, a legion of demons. And he said, this man, he won't wear clothes. He didn't live among people. He lived in tombs with the dead. He says, these demons will seize him and drive him into the wilderness. So he is never with people. No relationship, nothing. The one that God created. And God saw that. Jesus was having a revival. God said, I want you over. Go get that man. I'm sure in the heart of that man, he knows, you know, we understand this. When you talk to people who have been demon possessed, they know what's going on. They just can't stop it. And I'm sure that that man was crying out in his heart, who will somebody help me? Can somebody help me? Get me out of this situation. And the Bible says, Jesus went through, I know Satan didn't, didn't like it because we had a, a storm, serious storm. And Jesus told the storm, be quiet. You know the story. Be still, right? You know the story. But that was Jesus on his way just for one man. All the trouble for that one man. Relentless love. And when the, the boat stopped, the man was right there. He met Jesus. He located him exactly. He said, that was Jesus. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He knows your address. He knows where you live. He'll come to you. He went for that one man. And delivered him from those demons. He freed him. After he freed him, the man, they gave him clothes. And he sat at the feet of Jesus, no longer. I mean, they said they would shackle him just to restrain him. He'll break the chains off and all of that. But now he was sitting right by the foot of Jesus. And he was ready to go wherever Jesus wanted, uh, wherever Jesus went. But Jesus said, no, go back home. Tell them. But the key thing about it, the people were so afraid and so shocked by what happened. That they, they didn't know how to handle it. They begged Jesus, could you please leave our country, please? And guess what? He got in the boat. Mission accomplished. He went across. He went there for just one man. All of that trouble, roaring and all, just going just to get one man. What that says, God loves, when he loves you, he loves you. And he's after you. 
Don't you ever believe that God doesn't like you. I use the word like. Because that's what Satan said. God doesn't like you. You're not like the other fellow. No. God is not a respecter of persons. If today you make up your mind, I am going to follow God no matter what. God's found a friend. And God will begin to do business with you. Begin to talk to you. Begin to teach you. Begin to lecture you. And teach you about life. The reason for living. Why we're here in the first place. Why are we here? God will begin to reveal that to you. And what gives true fulfillment? What gives peace? What gives joy? What's going to make my family really be a family? Oh, Jesus. He has all the answers. If you will only let him be. Let him come into your life. There was another man, the pool of Bethesda. He had been sick for 38 years. Crippled. No friend. I know that his sin cost him so much. That's John chapter 5. I don't want to put the scriptures. Please, you can check the scriptures. But John chapter 5, he had been in a place where angels, an angel came from heaven and went into this pool of Bethesda and they kind of do something with the water and move the water. And the first person that gets into that pool after the angel is through with it gets healed. And for 38 years, this man sat by that place wanting to get in, but he couldn't move. And guess what? He had nobody to help him. Others had, he, he didn't have. The sin can be very painful. You know, after he was healed, Jesus found him because people were saying things to him about, he didn't even know it was Jesus. But Jesus found him and said, now, uh, don't sin anymore. So worse things will not happen to you. People don't realize. You hear everyone saying crazy stuff in the world. Sin is painful. Sin can cause a lot of damage in your life. You see young people living together, having sex. They're not married. That's dangerous. Not just from natural disease. But you are sinning against your own body. If you're not married, you're not supposed to be doing that. And if you want to do that, get married, okay? It's just the way it is. Do what is right because God can give you the grace if you will let him into your heart. Don't never excuse sin. Let me tell you something. Every time you excuse, as a Christian, I'm talking to the Christians, if you excuse it, guess what? You made an excuse for Satan to come into your life. And before long, you'll be gripped with addiction and you can never break through. You started well. Where are you going back? You started well. Don't go back. Paul says, if I build again the things that I've destroyed, then I'm found a transgressor. You don't go back to something that God helped you to let go. Because now it's going to be even more difficult to get out of it. Jesus found this man 
And the question he asked me, do you want to get well? I'm sure the guy's thinking, who are you? He had no friend, no one to help him. When you think you don't have anybody helping you, someone to be there, somebody to, somebody to cry on their shoulder, Jesus will find you. Amen? Jesus will find you. When you think things are too difficult, nobody cares, Jesus will find you. This is the time to turn to God and let God work in your life. Jesus healed this man and delivered him from all of his trouble. God will not forget you if you will just yield. Let me let you know this. He is right here today. Guess what he's looking for? He wants you. He wants you to be on his side, not his enemy's side. Jesus said, you can serve two masters. Love's coming for you. The next week I'm going to talk about the love of God inside of us because God has chosen to birth that same love inside of us so we know how to respond. But I want to be on God's side. I don't want to be on the enemy's side. I want to be on God's side. The question today is, and it's still the question of the ages, till this very day, and you know right now in heaven, the same one question. On whose side are you? Where do you stand in terms of eternity? Today, I'm going to give you an opportunity to make a decision. And let me let you know this also, that heaven will record this very day and your decision on this very day. I know it's truth. But I beg of you, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, I plead with you, make a decision for Christ. Believe me, you'll never regret it. I've been serving the Lord now most likely over 30 plus years. More probably more than that. I got saved in 1975. You can put the numbers together. Don't want anything of the world. Don't want it. I've always rejected it. I don't want anything that they have. I don't need anything that they have. All I want is Jesus. And really what you need is Jesus. Every one of us. You make a decision today. But don't make the decision half-heartedly. Go all the way. You won't find him until you go all the way. I got to stop. Okay? Bow your heads with me. And thanks for your patience. They didn't laugh. That tells me I'm in real trouble now. (laughs) Okay? You're here today and you say, I want Jesus all of him. Just like that Muslim woman. If that's you, I need you to put your hand up quickly. One, two, three. Put your hand up. Put your hand up. Thank you. Put your hand up. Can I see your hand? Thank you. 
Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I see those hands. Now let me see that you really mean it. Are you serious? Can you stand up? Stand up. Stand up. Stand up. Those of you that raise your hand, you see this is where the trouble is. You're looking to men. Stand up if you meant business. Thank you. Would you all pray with me? Heavenly Father, thank you for sending your Son, Jesus Christ, into the world to die for my sins. I receive you, Lord Jesus, as my Lord and my Savior. Thank you, Lord, for receiving me. I declare that I am saved because I believe that Jesus is the Son of God. He died and He rose again. Thank you for saving me. In Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. I'm going to ask a question because we're going to be closing real quick. Thank you. Kept you all. If you check yourself right now, check yourself. Stand up. Stand up with me. Stand up. I want to check yourself because I believe God has healed you. Check yourself, every one of you. Check yourself. If you were feeling sick before, now if you feel like God has healed you, can you raise your hand? Let me see your hand up. Okay, wonderful. God healed you. Good. That's God healed you. If you put your hands together. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Brother Doug, would you please go back there? And remember I said, if you are new to the faith or you have been in the faith and you feel like you are not really growing, please talk to Doug as you leave. Get the material. It's very important. Amen. We had a long service today, but we had to do this. Okay. Our prayer partners, would you please come up? Whatever your need is, how many believe God can meet it? Now, that's a good question. The, so those people putting their hands down mean they don't believe God can meet the needs? How many believe God can meet the needs? <laughs> that's good. That's a good question, right? I got to think about that. <laughs> no. God can meet the need. So you believe God can meet the need. That's a good answer. When? You really believe that? Well, if you believe that and you have a need, why don't you come up front? Let somebody pray for you and we get that need met. Amen? Amen. Please, please come. Please come for prayer. For the rest of us, would you please raise your hand up to the Lord God and tell him how grateful you are that he is your Lord and your Savior. And tell him that you love him. Father, we thank you. I bless your people today in your name. Thank you, Lord, that they are growing stronger in God and in Christ. Thank you for blessing them. Thank you for being with them. Lord, you said as they go out, they are blessed. As they come in, they are blessed. Everything they put their hands to prospers. Be with them. Be strong, 
on their behalf. In the name of Jesus, we give you praise, O oh God, for your love and your mercy. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, Amen. Put the 